Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. And today's guest is Leanne Thiem, and she is a, a remarkable social entrepreneur who is also a New York Times bestselling author of uh, Self-Care for Healthcare and uh, a renowned, internationally recognized public speaker. So you don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another change maker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Leanne, welcome to the show. It's my joy. Thank you. Well, the, the joy is all ours, I assure you. We're, we're thrilled to have you uh, you do so much good for so many people. You've inspired so many. Um, but I think we should probably start uh, uh, with your claim to fame, as it were. Uh, you know, for better or worse, you almost accidentally ended up in Vietnam at the end of the war rescuing babies. Tell us how that came about and what happened. Well, I like to say, actually, my only intention was to buy a dozen cupcakes to support the orphans of, the, of Vietnam uh, when I stopped at that bake sale. But I ended up being a member and developing a chapter in my basement of Friends of Children of Vietnam. And we raised money and supplies to send to the war orphans in the 70s. When they had six babies ready for adoption, I agreed to fly to Vietnam and escort them back to their adoptive homes in the United States. But between the day I said I would go and the day before I arrived, the bombing went from 100 miles from Saigon to right outside the city limits. And when I got there, I was greeted with the words, President Ford okayed Operation Baby Lift. You won't help us take out six babies. You'll help us take out 300. And that was a part of that. That's why I was accidentally caught up in it. I was in Vietnam only five days. But on the fifth day, we did load hundreds of babies into open cardboard boxes, strapped them in the belly of a C-141 cargo jet, and headed for the United States. Wow. Along the way, you met someone special. Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that. I did. My husband, Mark, and I had applied for adoption of a son through this organization that we expected in two or three years. That was part of my motivation in agreeing to go, I think, knowing that it would mean something to him someday. But when I got there, they told me that because of Operation Baby Lift, I would be assigned a baby or I could walk into the next room and choose a son. And I walked into that room of 100 babies. And as you've heard me say, Devin, Mitchell picked me. He literally crawled across the room into my arms, my heart, and our family. Uh, such a special story, such a special story. You, you really are a remarkable individual. I, I had the opportunity to hear you speak at the National Speakers Association uh, convention last summer. Uh, uh, and uh, you're just an inspiring individual. I got to spend more time with you recently here in February when you visited uh, our uh, NSA chapter here in Salt Lake. Uh, you know, kudos to you for all the great things that you've done. It is interesting to me that you were able to make a transition from being a nurse to being such a successful author and speaker. What was the hardest part of that transition? 
Well, I was, it was all new to me. I was quite happy being a nurse and mom. And when 18 years later, I finally wrote my story of Operation Babylift, it got published. And then organizations began asking me to speak, um, my nursing colleagues. And I said, about what? I'm not a speaker. And they said, lessons you learned from Operation Babylift. And that's when I wrote a speech and then a book and built a career around balancing life in your war zones. I believe we have to be strong of mind, body, and spirit to cope in the war zones of our everyday lives. And so the biggest uh, challenge of all of that was beginning an entirely new career in my 40s when I was quite happy being a mom and nurse and I had to learn how to write and how to speak. And But I knew that was my next calling. And I'm so blessed to be able to do it today. Well, uh, we're blessed by it. Now, uh, tell us a little bit of the substance of self-care for healthcare, your book. And, and I think that is really the, the message you share with uh, people in the nursing community as well. It is. Well, I wrote my book, Balancing Life in Your War Zones, and it starts with a, every chapter a bit of Operation Baby Lift. And then when I stopped to learn a lesson, I stopped to teach it. And hospitals were beginning to ask me for more than just the book, for websites and webinars and, and um, workshops. So I actually turned it into then a 12-month self-care for healthcare program. And I have two editions of it. The first book does begin every chapter with Operation Baby Lift. And the second one uh, book begins with stories from Chicken Soup for the Nurse's Soul, which I wrote, and Chicken Soup for the Caregiver's Soul. But I, every, there's 12 uh, chapters in the book, one for every month of the year. And we spend one month working on a self-care tool, one month perhaps on, my, on breathing and, and positive thinking and laughter and forgiveness and connecting with your higher power and caring for your body um, with your diet and exercise. And because it takes 21 days to change a habit, we spend one month on, on each of these topics. And there's a video each month of me introducing that month's lesson then everybody reads their book and answers questions in a workbook format in the, in the end of each chapter. Then they get a Monday morning motivation from me in their email box. And an, an engagement thing is really increased because we then have a champion activity and a self-care for healthcare bulletin board on every department. So if you can imagine everybody working together on caring for themselves and each other with these activities and sharing the videos and the emails each, each week and month. And it's, I'm, I'm just astounded. It's, we've had some tremendous success with it already, and it's only been around for a few years, but noting 20% increase in engagement and 16% decrease in sick days and 13% increase in retention. Because of what we've always known is if we take really good care of the nurse and caregiver, that's the best way to take good care of patients. Oh, it, I, it really is, uh, sounds like a wonderful, wonderful program. Um, as you uh, think about what you're you're doing today, what has been the, the key to your success? Uh, probably stubbornness. Um, I never give up on something I absolutely believe I'm called to do. So I have been very tenacious. Um, I do believe in a higher power and I turn it over every day for that kind of guidance because I have no idea what I'm doing most of the time. But I always have the most wise people such as yourself put in my path to show me the way along the way and to guide me in this new career. And I've worked with some of the most outstanding leaders in healthcare and, and educators on how adults learn and um, how to work with and, and uh, help leaders and the C-suite. 
so it's just been amazing to have all these wonderful people in my path that, that show me how to create something that has turned out to be as successful and as marvelous as it is. Well, you are amazing. You, you are inspiring. Uh, I, I want to go back in time again, if you don't mind, just because some of these aspects are so fascinating. But, but you wrote uh, a chapter uh, for Chicken Soup for the Soul, or one of the Chicken Soup books. And then uh, somewhere on, along the line, you got a call from Jack Canfield himself asking you to help write more books. Uh, tell us about that. I mean, that was must have been quite a quite an event. Well, it was. You know, I had to learn to be a writer, so I had, had taken every kind of course and and seminar and workshop and retreat and bought the books and to learn how to write a true personal story to write my own book about Operation Babylift. So then I wrote my own story, and when it got in Chicken Soup for the Mother's Soul, I was just astounded. I thought that was the best thing that could ever happen. And then I was hooked on writing people's stories. And so anytime I heard somebody's story at a party or a picnic, I would say, can I write that? And send it to Chicken Soup. And they started buying my stories for lots of their other books. And by then I was speaking a lot to nurses. I think by then I had quit my day job and was doing that full time. But I was still astounded when Jack Canfield called and asked if I would co-author Chicken Soup for the Nurse's Soul with him. And um, this was back in the year 2005. And at the time, it hit number 17 on the New York best selling list, which um, all by itself. Now, you know, we kind of know how to manipulate some things to try and help those numbers. But that was really amazing that it did. So after that, then I wrote Chicken Soup for Caregivers because I knew that was another great need. And then Chicken Soup just blessed me with 14 more titles of the Chicken Soup series. Wow. Yes. So from your first uh, go at being an author uh, till now, it, it, what is it, 15, 16 books? How, what's your total? Uh, altogether, 21. 21. Holy yes. cow. Uh, that's a lot of work. It makes I me my head. I've been doing this 20 years, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I've written 21 books. And <laughs> so, yeah, I, I shake my head in wonder as well. Wow. Well, your uh, your family has grown uh, since since Vietnam. I, I, it's it's hard for all of us to believe uh, that can remember it that Vietnam ended uh, what forty five years ago, forty six years ago. Uh, it it's been a while. So your your kids have grown up. Tell us a little bit about uh, your family now. Well, thank you. I love to talk about them, of course. At the time of Operation Babylift, we had a four-year-old daughter, a two-year-old daughter, and then Mitch came at nine months old. And now our oldest daughter um, lives just a mile, uh, an hour away in Denver. I live in north of Denver in Fort Collins. And she's married to a wonderful man, and we have two grandchildren there. And I, my other daughter lives in Fort Collins with uh, 12 minutes from my house, not that I'm counting, but 12 minutes. And she has two children in elementary school that I see very frequently. Our son, Mitch, is um, still single, and he works in, um, with websites and computers in Austin, Texas. Wow. Well, Leanne, you've done so much. I mean, and you've been so incredibly successful, it seems, in every aspect of your life, as a mother, as a, as a consultant, as an author, as a speaker. I haven't. What's the most important lesson you've learned? 
I think probably, well, I have to say to count on a higher power because that's how I get through everything. But I think the lesson that I've learned really is what I nag people about. And that is we really have to take really good care of ourselves, our minds, our bodies, and our spirits in order to do, in order to make the difference we want to in the world. And so I am all about our own self-care. And we've, I think often we neglect that too much because we put other people's and other projects before that. So I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I continue to learn and work on myself as well. Leanne, you know, I, I think about the turn your life took. Um, but when you were working as a nurse and you started telling your story and people got interested in it, you could quite realistically have said, that's my story. I'll keep it to myself. I'm a nurse and continued on that path. But instead you chose a different path. You accepted the invitations to become a speaker and to become an author. And, and as a result, you've helped infinitely more people than you would likely have helped as a nurse. How did you make that decision? How did you make that choice? Why did you make that choice? Well, I often say working in healthcare is a calling. And clearly this second part of my career was a calling. And I thought it was going to be a hobby and bless my loving husband, Mark, of 48 years. Our um, nest was about to be empty and he had this wonderful ideal thing that I was going to stay home and start quilting. And, um, and God bless him uh, when I started doing this hobby of speaking. But the thing is, Devin, the audience reaction just blew me away. When, when I saw the response and realized that there was something I could say that was going to help them in the way they told me it did and inspire them and to take care of themselves and to make a difference in the world, I, that fed me. And, and it does to this day. And you know that as well as a speaker. You know, your audiences feed you back. And every time I gave a speech and I got that feedback, I knew that I was right where I was supposed to be doing exactly what my, my purpose. And I, I've, you and I have had discussions about our purpose in life and finding that purpose. And I call them life assignments sometimes and sticking to those life assignments. And, um, and it's just a, it's absolute joy and privilege to do what I do. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I find myself laughing and crying, uh, both thinking about you doing what you do instead of quilting. <laughs> uh, and I still haven't made a quilt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I'm glad to hear that or not. But I think I am. I think I am. I know the difference you've made in the world. And oh, thank I'm you. I'm glad you didn't spend your time quilting. <laughs> um, Leanne, thank you so much for being here. One last question for you. Uh, what is your superpower? My superpower? Oh, that's a really good question. Maybe tenacity. My husband might call it stubbornness. I, I call it tenacity. We'll go with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that is a very powerful superpower. So thank you. Well, Leanne, uh, before you go, tell us how people can learn more about uh, self-care for healthcare and connect with you personally. That's very easy. Selfcareforhealthcare.com. And on there is my contact information as well. My name is Leanne Tiemann. I and and I'm just Leanne at LeanneTiemann.com. And I would love to hear from people and see how I can help. 
Fantastic. Well, Ian, thank you again. We, we love you and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. It's my privilege. Thank you. All righty. Let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com.